C-Dub, Mark's Chatting Wrestling. My name is Martin. We've got John Sugden here. Hello. Hello. And we've got Ryan Clark. Hello. Hello. Brilliant. So, basically, this is a good excuse for us to hang out and chat all things wrestling, mainly WWE, I'd say, because that's what we... Is that right? Yeah. Who watches TNA anymore? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Watch a bit of ICW in there. ICW. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it'll be basically us talking about mainstream wrestling stuff, really. Unless anything else pops up every once in a while. Um, Cool. So to kick off, we'll go through what I've dubbed as like the introduction questions. So anytime anyone new joins the show, we'll ask them these questions to get an idea of their fandom within the world of professional wrestling. Um, so I'll go around the horn and we'll each answer it one at a time. Here we go. Right. So we'll start with Mr. Ryan Clark. Okay. What do you recall is like the earliest wrestling moment in your in your life? You know, the the earliest memory that you have of wrestling. Um, well, actually, it's, I remember my first exposure to wrestling, and it's uh, quite old because it wasn't actually watching wrestling itself. Um, I got a demo of the WWF SmackDown game in yeah. a PlayStation magazine. I've still got it at home somewhere, um, and uh, it was only you could only have a singles match with Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, and The Undertaker, um, and I used to just I, I loved it. I just I kind of fell in love with it. It was something different at the time. And yeah, it was just, it kind of just went from that point, from the love of the games, it then got me into it. I familiarized myself with the characters, and then from there, it just kind of launched when I eventually watched it, yeah. you know, full time. That's pretty much the same for me. I remember going around someone's house, I can't remember, they were a friend of the family, and I can't even remember where it was. It wasn't too far away from us, it was like Yately or somewhere, mm. and they had the first SmackDown game, and. Um, I don't know how long we were there for but I remember it felt like I was playing that one game for hours and then you'd create like a pay-per-view and you could set up whatever matches you want so you contested the WWF Championship in six matches and you just faced one person against each Which time. Which character was uh, everyone's favourite then on that game because I, I had that game as well. Yeah. That was a great Ooh. game. Mine, mine would be Road Dog. I was always Road Dog. I was always... <laughs> Mr. Ass because <laughs> it was just the funniest entrance I remember going around to a kid's party actually and they had the game and everyone chose like Mankind because it came out of the car crash or the rock or stone cold and yeah. I selected it like I'm an ass man just go for the entrance music who has the best entrance it was so funny because it used to come up with like just the video for like ages and then it would be a really bad animation of them walking to the mm. ring yeah. I think I, mine would be The Rock because they mess up the animation because they kind of like you see him walking in it's, it, the zoom's a little bit off and mm. I used to just crack up yeah. because of it animation's still rubbish though yeah in games <laughs> I am, it's still bad I, I didn't have, I don't think I ever owned that game if I did um, it was like I brought it years and years later but I did get uh, Smackdown 2 Know Your Role mm. oh um, yeah I wasn't old enough to buy that game was like <laughs> like it, was, it did feel massively improved and but I can't for the life of you tell you why it was better mm. but I just remember having so much fun playing that yeah. game you could throw people through tables that yeah, yeah it had like Hell in a Cell which yeah. like literally you just all you had to do was just plonk them on there and suddenly <clears> they go through you know yeah. inst- like instantly or something like that it was just um, I think they had TLC matches yeah they had TLC matches mm-hmm. as well so I, I actually um, I, many years later had an N64 that I brought for just like fun really and then um, 
I brought No Mercy because I was like, oh, oh this would be like yes. Smackdown. But the graphics were awful and the entrance music, I don't know why, but it was bit music of all the songs and they were barely recognisable from one another because they were so distorted yeah. and bad quality that you could have Stone Cold, Undertaker, Kane and all the entrance music sounded exactly the same <laughs> and they all sounded crap. <laughs> it's funny because they say that No Mercy is actually one of the, like it's been reviewed as one of the better wrestling I, games I in recent years. I think at the time... 64 was it? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. basically unplayable. I've played, I've played that recently. I, I could not play it. I bought it. I bought it for like a pound, so I can't complain. But it was like <laughs> I found too, it like, completely unplayable. Me and Pete played it because he still owns an uh, N64. Yeah. And uh, Edge's entrance is the funniest entrance you'll ever watch on that game. Why? Like, the entrance music starts and he comes running to the ring, and like people at home, you can't see this, but he's got the biggest grin on his face. Ever, he's like <laughs> running to the <laughs> ring, and it is absolutely hilarious. And like, especially when you've had a few beers, it is. The best thing ever. The only WWE game more yeah. unplayable than uh, No Mercy has got to be WWE yeah. All Stars on the 360, where they're all like, "What WWE look like if they still allowed steroids?" Running <laughs> <laughs> up and down in the air. I was. I remember playing a demo of that, and it was uh, it was good as an arcade game. That was terrible. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> a bit, bit too modest. Um, E-Man's decided to join in. He's just given John his iPad, probably He's giving, some. Uh, like toy review yes his contribution to his uh, he finds that absolutely hysterical Uh, Ethan's earliest moment was uh, what was the first wrestling I showed you E-Man I showed you it when you were about six no no six to eight months I believe yeah. And he liked cheering when it's Kurt good. Angle He's doing came out. In the background. <laughs> he liked Kurt Angle and he liked Hulk Hogan, but I think that's just because they wore bright colours. Um, oh, you're right, buddy. He's doing. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's spinning around in circles and got dizzy. Was the um, the SmackDown game the first moment that you remember of wrestling, or was there something earlier for you, John? Uh, it was. Yeah, like going to youth clubs back when I was like ten mm. um, or earlier. I can't remember the years, but. It was always you go there, run, run to the. Uh, it was a PS One I played on. Yeah. And run to that, put it in, just play that with whoever it was with. But mm. other than that, like I didn't really get in touch with wrestling after that because we didn't have cable. No. Like, we didn't have Sky. I, I didn't. Like I never had Sky Sports as <coughs> a the child. Same thing. I only yeah. had Sky Sports back when I moved recently here, which was two thousand four. Mm. And I remember, like, as soon as we uh, moved in, we got Sky and. and <laughs> I used to tune in um, just before uh, WrestleMania 20. Yeah. His scream is just bucked up on the something <laughs> and I clipped it. Sorry to anyone that actually pooed themselves. Um, what are you doing? What are you drawing on me? Right, so what was the moment or match that hooked you onto wrestling? I think for me, because um, it, it kind of relates to the first pay-per-view I watched, which I'll reveal... Uh, soon but basically um, it was a flashback uh, that I saw and it was of um, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match and I just remember looking at it and I remember the scene like I remember seeing Undertaker just drooled in blood Mm. and I was just stood there going what happened like Mm. I wanted to know and it was um, after that like watching the pay-per-view through it was a great pay-per-view for me. It was the first one that I got into, um, like fully throughout mm. the bat. So for me, I kind of it was that first instance for me of I want to see more, and I think that for me counts as the the hook moment. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. But... Fair enough. What about you, John? What's the bit that you thought 
I love I love this is great uh, I like really like the um, I, I think I was saying I came back to my house and, and got Sky I uh, tuned into WrestleMania 20 when it just kicked off mm. and the fact that Undertaker was coming back from the dead mm. that really kind of like stuck out for me yeah like but they did you know the whole promo things with Kane and uh, when they were wrestling they were really good the, yeah the Royal Rumble the Royal amazing Rumble, like, promos stuff. like when you watch a Wrestlemania and you, your hair will stand on end on your arms and that for when they when they cut a good one when there's a good mm. story your hairs will stand on end and they'll have excellent music underneath the way it's cut and edited mm. is perfect I think the great thing about it was because I remember um, it was during that Royal Rumble yeah 2004 uh, was it or? yeah and basically Kane was in the Rumble and the, yeah. the countdown went down and all they did was have like one of the Undertaker's bongs mm. and the lights went off and back on again and then Kane got yeah, eliminated like, <sighs> and it's something like that's the one thing I love about the industry is there's something that can be so simple and it can make such mm. a big difference it's and like Spike if it's done, came out yeah. got absolutely destroyed <laughs> if it's um, if it's done well then yeah it's like perfect um, for me so I, I never had Sky and uh, so as a child I had like WCW stuff because like they were tend to be cheap in the shop so like I've got a Goldberg and Sting VHS somewhere in my oh, parents wow. house but I wasn't really that into it just because everyone else was and I was an impressionable child like I was you know 9 or 10 and everyone else was wrestling and South Park were the two biggest things and you had to try and, get, and you know South Park was on channel 4 at 1 in the morning so my parents would record it vet the episode to see if it was acceptable for me to watch mm-hmm. and then I could watch it and there was only one episode of South Park that I ever saw because it was acceptable <laughs> and wrestling we just didn't have yeah. and so I got into it really late so I missed all of the Attitude Era and I missed all of the Ruthless Aggression Era and I started watching WWE Experience on Sky 1 which you know is just highlights of the week and um, the uh, sorry and um I tuned in one day and Edge was on there and I did remember Edge because he hadn't changed his look he was exactly the same and he had the World Heavyweight Championship and this must have been 2007 or something and um, CM Punk came in like Edge just chatted a bunch of shit and CM Punk walked down the ramp and I was like who's this guy and what's he doing and he just handed this briefcase over to someone hit his finisher on edge and then won the title and I was just like I have no idea what has just happened so it was kind of like you know the hardcore title back in the day yeah and yeah. I was just like but I like this guy and this is cool I, I like I, I enjoyed this and then I got hooked onto it from there yeah And but that moment sticks out in my mind and I was just like what's this dude? and it was interesting because um, CM Punk isn't a huge guy and I was just like, oh, this makes it... I don't know why, but it made it so much more interesting than seeing these huge jacked-up guys. Obviously, he's like not out of shape or anything, but it was just different. I think it's the unpredictability. <coughs> yeah. I think it's something It's something to entice. Yeah. It, you, it, you know, expect the unexpected kind of thing when yeah. something like that happens before your eyes. And, mm. I mean, I think we could name a number of moments in you know, recent years. Like, I mean... Hell, I mean, uh, Undertaker losing the streak. I was, yeah. not, I wouldn't have seen that coming. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't yeah. know why they did that. Yeah, I, I tell you what, it was funny. The uh, the bookies' odds on that, like wrestling matches. If you ever look at bookies' odds, they're really bad. There's no point in betting on wrestling because your returns, because they're so obvious, the returns are really bad. But that one, at one point in time, that like Brock Lesnar was up two hundred to one. Yeah! Yeah, exactly, right, exactly. And um, 
But some dude yeah. betted like 20 grand on The Undertaker to win that match because he's like, well, it's a sure thing. Mm. And if I put in 20 grand, I'm still going to get like two grand back. Mm. So why wouldn't I do it? Because The Undertaker is definitely going to beat Brock Lesnar. And then he lost. And this guy just like lost like a bunch of money. Yeah, he lost all his, his life savings. Yeah, you know? and he was just uh, uh, like, how gutted did you be? Did you, and imagine if he had put it on Brock Lesnar instead, he would have been absolutely well, I mean, like, even if you put tenner on Brock, you still get like two grand. It's like, mm. yeah. Crazy to think about it like that, but yeah, you you never know what to expect. You're not exactly yeah. going to go into a situation. That's how but... unpredictable wrestling is. That's the argument I always make to people. Like people always say the fake thing, and I'm like, yeah, but you can watch a boxing match and it lasts for 20 seconds and it's over, and that's it gone. Whereas with wrestling, you know what you get yourself into because it's sports and it's entertainment. Mm. That's how I justify it to people. Oh, Eman, you're right. He's giving himself the Cesaro swing it's and he's just spinning around, spinning around dizzy. continuously. <laughs> he's loving life though. <laughs> um, right. What was your first pay-per-view? Uh, first pay-per-view. Uh, Survivor Series 2002. That was the first full one. Um, I can Was remember. that that Undertaker Hell in a Cell? Main oh, no, it, that, um, that was the No Mercy. That was, no, that was on No Mercy, the, pre- oh, right. the, the previous one, but uh, that was the Who's first the- ever Elimination Chamber match. Oh, I remember, oh, I remember watching that with yeah. you. We watched it all the time. I thought I was a bit of a, like I thought I was a fairly smart fan, and obviously, as I explained, I wasn't a thing at the time. And I, and he was like, "Who do you think is going to win?" And I went, "Well, the thing is, that it seems like it's going to be Shawn Michaels, but I'm pretty sure he's never won the big gold belt that Ethan's just picked up." And um, <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, okay." And I'm like, "I'm so sure he's never won that title." And I said, I, "I think I even said I know that Shawn Michaels has never won that title, so it won't be him." And um, and then he won it and I was genuinely surprised because of my own stupidity and thinking I knew everything that first match though is amazing you know the table oh yes it was um, three minute warning versus oh uh, well no uh, Jeff Hardy uh, Dudley no it was uh, Dudley and Bubba Ray and then D-Ron came out yeah Yeah, yeah, right at the end yeah spoiler alert (laughs) I think with that as well I think it's because I remember seeing Bubba Ray and D-Ron together as a tag team on the games Mm. and I saw oh it was what happened to Devon? I was just kind of oh, okay. Uh, maybe like uh, like little did I know. Obviously, he, um, he, like hearing about like his previous angles and you know not really been doing much. Mm. Um, and then like he came back to be part of the Dudley Boys, and it was such a big moment because they yeah you know it was kind of it, from what I gathered from the commentary, it was like this huge moment they hadn't been together in ages. So um, fair enough. Um, you're right, you man. He's just slipped over. There you go. Get your foot off the box then, mate. It's your own fault. He's not reading that. John, what was your first pay-per-view? Oh, I mean, like, the same, uh, when I first watched, like, started watching on TV again, it was WrestleMania um, 20, but oh, right. I do have, like, DVDs from, like, uh, WrestleMania 17, 16. Oh, okay. All the way, I mean, like, at the beginning of the uh, Attitude Era was kind of, like, a good time for me. Yeah. No, you keep, I, was I your, your first, so your first one you saw, though, was WrestleMania 20? Yeah, That's yeah. not bad, really, to start well, like, with. Proper live, <laughs> yeah, 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 proper live. And I, I started, I watched it from WrestleMania 20 onwards, and then I started watching it with you tonight. Yeah, uh, uh, my first one was Unforgiven 2007, which I believe I watched with you. That was and the championship, championship scramble matches. Yeah, and again, that was the thing that I thought was really good, and I really want that matchup to come back. But I don't think it ever will. Hey, calm down, buddy. Um, it's a unique idea because it's something that's I fresh. I think it's a bit confusing, but I like it because of just the way it's set out. Um, so I, um, yeah, I, I really like the scramble match, but. Hey ho! What's your favourite pay per view? 
Oh, this is a tough one. Mm. Um, so many as well. Um, I think for me, it would probably have to be uh, my first WrestleMania, which was WrestleMania 19. Mm. People will say 17 is the you know the obvious, but for me, it's 19. Uh, just kind of building up from when I started to mm. when I watched it. Um, like I remember watching SmackDown. Like that. Like after I watched Survivor Series, I started watching SmackDown because mm. we had Sky. So I stood there going, "Oh, I like want to watch SmackDown when I can," and um, I loved it. It was it was awesome. Mm. Um, so yeah, with WrestleMania 19, um, it all just made, like every match on there I thought was fantastic. You had like Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, mm. really good match. That was a really good match. Was it um, Hulk versus The Rock. I know it was a Hulk. Um, it was actually Hulk, Vince McMahon, Street Fight. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Um, it had Booker T versus Triple H. And Biscuit came out as well yeah. to perform uh, Undertaker's intro. It was Undertaker versus Big Show and A Train. Yeah. Or Albert as probably. And that was Brock Lesnar doing that shooting stuff. Oh broke god! <laughs> and he still managed to do an F five. I said they're going. Yeah. Like you could see the way, like his face is just like. You know the, oh. the impact. I'm just that they're going. Mm. How is he not? He was concussed, wasn't he, after that match? That's it. Like, everyone was just like, he's a he's a freaking beast. Mm. How is he? How is he standing? You know. I think most wrestlers were concussed after most of their matches back in the day before yeah. they used to check for that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Chris Benoit. What's your uh, What's your favorite pay per view, John? Uh, Sixteen WrestleMania, WrestleMania sixteen or like WrestleMania two thousand. That's what they called it. But oh, that yeah. was really good. You got the. Um, the hardcore match you know oh, what was uh, it what Battle Royal Battle hardcore Royal. match and every pin counted as a title reign didn't so it so good <laughs> like, it's just, I think it was like 15 or 20, 20 minutes of just complete carnage you just have to go Who, who's champion like, was it, like, it was um, who won it then it was um, the one that's died now um, was it Crash Holly Crash Holly yeah oh. Crash Holly uh, got JR's sweet uh glass container and smashed it over the back of <laughs> I remember there was, like, there was like M&M's everywhere yeah, wasn't there absolutely everywhere and he just pinned them in the I don't know whether it was Crash or Raven who got the most hardcore title reigns they've got some ridiculous uh, uh, yeah because because it could be contested whenever I think it's Raven Raven's got it like so many times mm. Mm. it's like so like 27 or something ridiculous mm. I can't I, I, don't know, I should have redone my research but, before <laughs> yeah, but WrestleMania 17 was good as well with the, uh, the I mean every year with the ladder matches between uh, the triangle ladder matches yeah. as well with, uh, they really push the bar for every time it's them three them three teams you know your Dudley boys um, Edge and Christian and Hardy boys when they do a match it's mm. always incredible I think we're on the verge of a tag team resurgence because NXT have done such a good job of nurturing these tag teams and teaching them well. <clears throat> and if you listen to Enzo and Cass in an interview, that they they go proper old school. Like they they're they're very methodic. They're like right, old school tag team wrestling is um, Enzo's the little guy and he's being beaten up, and Cass is there. And if he comes in, he's gonna wreck. He's gonna you know completely wreck the place. And so Cass uh, Enzo's there selling and selling and selling. Until he gets the hot tag and then the room explodes and they do that every single match and they do it perfectly. And if you think these guys haven't been doing it for that long, and that's what they're teaching them there. And then you've got like American Alpha, like Dash and Dawson, Vaude Villains, 
all been nurtured and I think like, they're going to have so much depth at the tag team division it's going to get really interesting because you've also got the Usos and if they <clears> don't <throat> push Cesaro into the main event picture then he'll come back with They've Tyson put... Kidd who are an amazing tag team the Usos got to be careful at the moment because they're um, kind of like teaming up with uh, Roman Reigns aren't they, they don't yeah so I, I don't really know what they're going to do well, they don't want to get sucked down the, kind of, you know, the scenery if you get yeah. them, you know, <clears> or Roman Reigns it'd is be okay if they said right let's turn Roman heel and the Usos could turn heel with him mm. That would be really good, but I don't see that happening. Because Roman Reigns is kind of like, oh, he's... Yeah, he's, he's annoying people now. He's annoying a, people. They completely wrecked it because what they should have done is do what they did with Daniel Bryan and book someone who no one wants as champion, probably Cena, to have this ridiculously long reign that no one wants him to have and then beat him at Wrestlemania and people would be like so that. relieved that Cena's no longer champion they would be happy with Roman Reigns being champion but, but they're like no Roman Reigns needs to look like a serious competitor mm. and Brock Lesnar's the guy to do that which they're right but then you could have put Brock Lesnar in his own marquee match the guy they wanted to be the guy mm. would have been because he would have not seen it it's just the thing is it would have dented Cena's the last value time, the last time I did something like that was like you know um, <coughs> Wrestlemania 2005 roundabout where uh, JBL and Cena and JBL yeah. had a title for like yeah. a year and a half that's the mm. thing those great when you give for someone their first world title reign mm. um, and they beat they, and it's a really feel good feeling that's what you want and you can only build that when you it, you know I you was need so to stay happy when, when he, uh, he yeah. beat JBL and, yeah, I was watching some old school and Cena came out and people used to love him when in his fuckonomics phase mm. because he was so fresh but, now, but then I like Cena now so um my um my favourite pay per view is Money in the Bank 2011. Like yeah. I've, one of my my favourite matches on a different pay per view side it was tossing and turning between that one. But Money in the Bank 2011, <clears throat> every match is good or above because you've got I'll get this wrong but you've got the first Big Show Mark Henry when their rivalry started and that was when Mark Henry was really really good. He was he was world heavyweight champion for a while. Mm-hmm. you've got that on there now, I can't remember all of them but I'll go through what I remember you've got Randy Orton versus Christian and they put in the stick if Randy Orton cheats Christian gets the title and any time they do that it never happens no one ever lives up on that stick but Christian did like Randy Orton low blow Christian and Christian got the title and that like never happens then you've got the two money in the bank matches the Smackdown one where Daniel Bryan won which was great feel good yeah and then you had the Raw one where everyone came to the ring with the ladder Alberto Del Rio won but Sin Cara had a really decent high spot and he was taken out of the match and also you had Alex Riley in there versus The Miz it was pretty good but the main event of Cena versus CM Punk on CM Punk's last day of his contract and if he and they were throughout the whole pay-per-view they were doing the thing where if Punk wins with the title he's leaving WWE and then he wins the title and then he says well fuck you guys and he runs off and then that's it and they're like oh and and that match is is a a five star match should I think about it that that what happened in the end with that sorry what happened in the end with that Uh, he came back wait a minute I think I'll 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 just quickly say it Scott like um, in terms of that I think the build up was um, because (laughs) it (laughs) But don't turn it on, buddy. It's loud. Eventually, they had a title match between Punk and then they gave Cena a title. 
So it was WWE title versus WWE because CM Punk never lost it, but he resigned. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I've, I've, um, yeah, going up to that build-up, it was kind of a situation where Punk had nothing to lose, and he was just frustrated with his position in the company. Mm. And I think, you know, if that makes someone more dangerous. Like, you know, do you see, like, Cena's in the power position, Vince is in the power position, and you got someone who's kind of. You know, just basically saying like they've got they've got beef with the company and saying you know coming out with this claim saying I'm going to take the title and they laugh about it but they say no I am and you're kind of going oh damn and just watching that match unfold especially with the crowd in Chicago um, yeah it was just it was such a, it was such a good atmosphere <laughs> sorry for even screaming Pepper just... Pig came on and he got super excited <laughs> um, right uh, we've still got a few questions to get through so we'll try and run through some. Um, Favorite foreign object? Uh, mine would be the ladder. Yeah, I think every match that, like every match that I consider to be great, you know, um, there's a ladder involved. Not every match. But... It's post that Edge and Christian Hardy Boys match, though. Yeah, that's when they really ele- and that's when the ladder got really interesting. People started thinking more what stuff to do with it. Well, I mean, you could go back Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, but for me, it was that tag team one. They definitely put it in a whole new light, and it was something that was never seen before because and the more people were involved, and that's why you have like these six, seven man tag team matches for the Intercontinental title at Wrestlemania now mm. is because of that match I mean like Money in the Bank's also based off the idea of a ladder it's, there's just so many ideas involved with it and it's such a simple thing mm. but it, it, it like all it is is just an elevated hype but sometimes no. it's just that that needs to no. excel it is that your favourite gimmick match as well would you say a ladder match uh, gimmick would be the Hell in a Cell fair enough but, oh that one's just gone Shane McMahon yeah I like that one a lot of people slay, that I didn't like it, it. Was, I thought it was, it was great absolutely amazing yeah. it was just when was the last time you saw someone jump off the top of the head so? that's the thing that people don't take those bumps nowadays but Shane will he yeah. always wanted to prove that he, he can he, hang with he, the rest he, of them he can get a loophole out of it he, he pretty much high, high end of the company he can just do what he wants yeah um, I, mean, that's, I think that's I think to me like if I mean more people <clears> paid attention to that it, it would have saved like it, the PG era kind of like it's going down the route mm, mm. Um, something more like that What's your favourite foreign object in gimmick match? Um, I've got, no I've got two answers. A uh, serious answer would definitely be like the um, lighter fluid. Yeah. <laughs> Any match like that. Uh, Edge versus McFoley. What, uh, yeah, WrestleMania, what year was it? 20. So good. We throw spears him through the, uh, the table. Flaming oh. table. And then, yeah, and then to, uh, I think one thing that was standing out for me weirdly was. Uh, uh, Survivor Series t- uh, 2002 where um, the hardcore women's hardcore match yeah frozen like it's so sexy it's just thrown thrown women through ironing boards rather than <laughs> yeah. the table I'll tell you what do you want to hear something oh, sexist no. I went because of the draft that's supposedly coming up that I went back and watched some old drafts on uh, the network and I watched the second one which was between Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman mm. for Raw and Smackdown respectively and they did the lottery and Eric Bischoff drafted uh, Nidia, I think her name is, who mm. won Tough Enough, yeah? yeah. Mm. And everyone else that had been drafted, they showed world championships that they had won. Nidia came up, had her measurements, like, <laughs> for her bus size and everything like that. And I was like, wow, we have progressed They've greatly. Changed <laughs> They've changed it quite a bit recently. Uh, it just said in the bottom corner, Tough Enough winner. But the thing were there. And then Jerry the King Lorna, in classic hill mode was saying just like look at those puppies JR <laughs> those measurements 
Back, back in oh, the day, they, they said stuff they so shouldn't have said. It's so sexist. It's yeah. unbelievable, but proper funny to go back. If you go yeah, back yeah. and watch any of the stuff, they've got like animations for adverts and stuff. Mm. And oh my God, no one could animate anything in the mm. early 2000s. It just looked awful. I think back then they could get away with the whole sex cells kind of thing. But mm. in this day and age, it's, 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 it's not, you know, it's not acceptable. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, the, the women's wrestling is just a lot better now as well. Yeah, they don't need to. They don't need to resort to that. Um, me, my favourite foreign object is a table because it is so satisfying when someone gets put through a table. Um, I, I just love it, and uh, they tease you all the time. And the Dudley boys get a three D someone through the table, and they haven't done it as recently as much as I'd like to. Yeah, that return's kind of like gone a bit. Yeah, I think the they need to give them the belts, and then just need to beat everyone, and then drop it to Enzo Cass at some point. So I think they're brilliant. Uh, my favourite gimmick match, I would say, I really liked the Asylum match from Extreme Rules. That was really clever. And also what I liked was that it was a steel cage, but you couldn't win by that. escaping. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really good addition because it's kind of like, oh, if you end a rivalry in a cage, mm. the winner shouldn't just escape. Mm. I like the fact they ha- they contained it within the cell, but there wasn't a roof off it, mm. but they ha- encouraged weapons. And I think, uh, hopefully they'll do it more often because I think that was a really good match. Thumbtacks. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a Jericho shock. said it was the first thumbtack bump in eight years or something like that and people hadn't done a thumbtack bump. I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> last one I remember was um, Backlash 2004 with uh, Randy Orton versus Mick Foley. Oh, that was a great <laughs> yeah. match. When he goes to RKO him and Mick Foley just pushes him. I just, than... I just remember seeing like in the most recent one just the way Dean just literally just smacks Chris Jericho yeah. on the floor and it's the Bump, he and you just hear it. In, proper frozen. And you just yeah. go, oh, it yeah. was shuddering. It was rough. And then Dean Ambrose was like picking out free, and then Jericho was there just covered yeah. in tacks. Um, that's, that, that's not my favourite gimmick match. I think I really like three, three stages of hell matches. Uh, but, mm. but then I don't They're know if it, I, think that's a, I think that's a bit of a cheat because you can just put any three stipulations in there, and they always go to all three. No one wins in two, mm. you know. Um, so, other than that. Uh, probably you know something boring like the ladder match especially in recent years mm. yeah why the ladder match you have a TLC match <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, I like it when they do just keep it to ladders like the ones they've had at Wrestlemania recently yeah. and they just have to stick to that mm. I do understand it's like oh well you could have TLC but when it's just ladders and people doing all their athletic stuff with it it's amazing and you get bigger bumps because you have the bigger bumps you have to always go off the top of the ladder that's mm. all the only way that you do you have bumps happening essentially mm. um, I've put this on here what's your favourite tag team so let's say all time all time favourite tag team oh this is a uh... I'll base my answer on what your answer is because I, I there's only two <laughs> tag teams in my eyes that yeah I think it's just kind of the time that we grew up kind of mm. thing and are it's we all thinking them? like between like the Hardy Boys and the Dudley, Dudley. Boys that's the only two I'm thinking yeah I, I would personally go Hardy Boys I think yeah. I, I think I'd go Hardy okay as well. apart from those two and let's just say Edge <laughs> and Christian because they'd just be the solid third one anyway um, thank god for drugs eh yeah <laughs> I'm sure they were. I did like the Guerreros as well. Yeah, um, Chavo and Eddie. I thought they worked really well on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. um, they had some great matches. Although I remember when Chavo was taken out and they brought in Tajiri uh, against uh, Team Angle. Uh, this was Judgment Day 2003. Um, that was a good. I remember like I forgot. I think it was like Shelton Benjamin was going to grab the title and Tajiri just comes through and just sprays him with the green mist yeah. and just like he's just going everywhere. Um, I think that's it. It's like my mind's got, still um, coming age. 
Yeah, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin were quite good. Yeah, they were good. I, 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 I kind of like American Alpha for the same reason I like those two, but I sort of like American Alpha more. Something about APA them APA really as well, fun. remember them? Yeah, Before DX. JBL went rubbish. So many records. <laughs> if yeah. I was to choose a recent tag team, I think Cesaro and Kids were like really good because I loved when they did the Cesaro sing, swing and then Tyson Kidd would do the drop kick to like stop it. I thought that was a really innovative way to incorporate Cesaro's signature move and turn it into a proper tag team move. What about um, um, Billy Kidman and uh, Paul London? Oh, yes. Back um, in the day. They weren't pushed as well. Oh, no, was it, it uh, Brian, Brian Kendrick? Brian Kendrick. And... That, was it a bit... Are they, I think it was Paul London and uh, Billy Kidman. Okay. Um, they Paul London did the uh, 450 splash. Oh, right. So he flipped forward. Out your mouth, you Matt. There you go. Just yeah. eating some Duplo. Fairly standard. Uh, okay, so we get into the big one. So, who's your favourite wrestler at this moment in time on the current WWE or in NXT? Um, damn. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you my answer because for me this has been easy and it has been easy for the last few months. I toss up between like, oh, I really like Dean Ambrose and I really like Finn Balor, I really like Kevin Owens, and then I saw NXT take out with Dallas and Shinsuke Nakamura is my favourite wrestler. Mm. He is something else and otherworldly. And I, there's something about him, and I can't put my finger on it, but for me, he has the same level of charisma as The Rock. And I don't think that's an overstatement. I think that's completely justified because he has something and it's just incredible. It likes and to it's fire something I have never seen before. Especially seen without retrospective. You know, like, oh, you could go back now and realise how amazing The Rock was and you go back and watch his promos. But at the time, you just think, hey, this is fun. And it's the same with Steve Austin. I don't think people realise at the time you're never going to get superstars as good as these. And I think Shinsuke Nakamura is so good that you realise he is brilliant now. And then he had that match with Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn is a brilliant wrestler. He's one of my favourites right now as well. But he elevated Sami Zayn. And that was his first match in NXT. Mm. And Sami Zayn was ready for the main roster like months before. He just happened to be injured. So, um, yeah, at the moment it's definitely Shinsuke Nakamura in my eyes. Mm. Something about him, yeah, I think he's brilliant. Mm. What about you two? Um, Do you shall I? Yeah, um, I mean... uh... I really like, uh, like obviously, like um, Dean Ambrose. He's doing quite mm, well. He's always he been. He doesn't take any any s word from anyone. <laughs> he is like um, he doesn't feel like a PG era star. He feels like an attitude era he, star. He would have been perfect but, if yeah. he was ten years young, like, well, earlier. If but would he have just fallen by the wayside? And now he stands out because he's what he, he could have been transcends. thrown in the hardcore division and just left there. To yeah, he that. transcends the PG era and makes people forget that that we're in the PG era for his mannerisms, the way he works, the way he wrestles. Mm. It's just brilliant, and uh, I, I agree. He's top side. He he needs to be world champion at, at some point very soon. Yeah, in my eyes. I also miss Mitch. Mitch was gone Mitch far too soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Who's your favourite wrestler at the moment, E-Man? You don't know. Probably because you're two. <laughs> <laughs> um, for mine, I actually, actually made up my mind. Because um, I was a bit on the wall about it, but for me, um, Sami Zayn. Mm. I think it's... 
First time I ever saw NXT, uh, I saw uh, his match with Cesaro, mm. and just yeah, it just his um, his selling, his yeah. ability in the ring. Like even seeing for the first time that um, that through the uh, turnbuckle, yeah, DDT. tornado DDT, I was just like. Wow, he was fresh, he was new. Yeah. I'd heard about his hype when he was El Generico. Yeah. Um, and I did, and just now, he's still like, I'm loving the thing that he's got on with Kevin Owens at the moment, yeah. this elongated rivalry. And it, for me, I see Sami Zayn as he, he, he is like, he's a hot, yeah. you know, it, at this moment, he's, you know, he's really going somewhere. It's a testament to him as a performer that he could be El Generico. So, you know, essentially Lucha Libre coming to the NXT saying, right, you're not going to have that character. You need to build a new character. He builds Sami Zayn and he's over. He got over so quickly. And I think that's... Uh, pinch me. <laughs> E-Man, don't pinch. Leave John alone. Um, and to get over that quickly and to be as successful as... Whereas you see other guys, like it's not a knock against them if they, you're able to keep yo, the character. Yo. But like AJ Styles, yo, Samoa yo. Joe... Um, Austin Aries uh, Shinsuke Nakamura they kept their characters and they were getting over that's that's great it's nice to retain but isn't it good what are you saying yeah 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 is he saying saying yo-yo no he is saying yeah yeah because Laura taught him to say who's that person that does it oh yeah 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 who's that from are they some rapper or something Um, (laughs) yeah and um, it's a it's a real testament to him that he could rebuild his character and still get over uh, he reminds me of Jeff Hardy but without the risk of him taking tons of cocaine and ruining his career <laughs> low risk that sting match will always stick in mind yeah, yeah that was an absolute train wreck um, what's, uh, who's your favourite wrestler of all time oh tough one mm-hmm. um, damn I mean there's such a selection um you might have to come back to me. Okay. Fortunately. If I had to choose one, and there's always a r- rotating list, um, it would be CM Punk. If this is his career, and that's it, and he, because he was my time as well, like, that's why people think really fondly of the Rock and Stone Cold. Well, like I said, that first moment that I distinctly remember was CM Punk. I like that he was very really technical, he could have a submission for his finisher, or he had an impact move like the GTS. And um, well, thanks, mate. <laughs> there, is that better? He just stole my glasses. Um, <clears throat> doesn't he look like a uh, Bubba Ray? <laughs> um, Get the tables. Yeah, um, his promos are obviously out of this world. Um, and he had that title reign. And I think he's very. And I he, I, 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 it's just he such. It, he left at a time before he was too like he was washed up or anything he, like that. Yeah, that's true. But he needed. He, he full left, on he deserved a, a WrestleMania left, headlining match. He left at the right time because he wasn't getting anywhere. Yeah, either. if he, yeah, it's a shame really the way it ended. But I don't mind. Uh, I'm, I'd much rather have him back wrestling. But if that's it, then I'm happy that all those matches he had because it was very difficult for me to pinpoint a match that I didn't like. Do you remember we went to after WrestleMania 25? We went and saw WWE and they just had the draft. He just got drafted to SmackDown. And I was fucking gutted because I was so desperate to see him. But then he ended up being on that episode of Raw anyway. Mm. But I was just annoyed at the time because I was so desperate to see him. Oh, mind out. There we go. What about, um, so, what about the two of you? Mine would be Jeff Hardy. 
Fair enough. <laughs> I know he, he does a lot of drugs, but, you know, <laughs> but... He does less now, I believe. Yeah. No! I just the, um, Sorry. I mean, with the drug, drug use obviously comes uh, moments where he just goes absolutely mental and just jump like jumps off top of the ladders and all sorts of things. I remember seeing, it came up on Facebook because uh, I don't watch TNA, um... But I remember seeing it was a clip, and it was, was that him versus Matt Hardy. I know it was him versus Sting. Oh right! And he came out to the ring, and he was either drunk or mm. he was on something. Uh, I I think he was drunk, but mm. I can never confirm. That was when the match um, got, got like cancelled, well, almost cancelled. He took. He was just basically. I think he took forever to get to the ring. Um, when he his t-shirt into the crowd. Sting just. Push like Sting just pinned him down and held him down. Mm. You can see Jeff kick out. Mm. but um, yeah it was thing was like what are you doing mate and it's like fair play because with some wrestlers they go down that road and you kind of you it's it's you kind of go into that mentality of how did they go there what mm. caused them to do this is it is it something personal is it something that's um, you know is it something that's in their life that could be causing them to do that it's mm. it's saddening he appears to have cleared it up a bit now but I yeah, it's a shame, really, that it happened in the first place. But the some match, need did you that. see that match the other day? Uh, Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy. On, it was on the internet. Oh no! Uh, TNA match. Uh, that 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 word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he he does he does another. You know, I think he's Swanton onto. I saw that Matt Hardy. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the promo for it. Like I only just briefly watched it, and um, he needs to come back to really, WWE. Really like I don't think they trust him. Apparently he has stopped like doing all the drugs now, but he would be so money like they make a killing. He was so over when he left. Mm. Um, so yeah. Um, Finally figured out my what's yours then? Um, of all of them, it has to be Mick Foley. Oh, fair enough. I think um, seeing just I think it, it was just a it was a testament to again not in the mould of the typical wrestler. Mm. Um, He's a very outgoing person, very pleasant guy. Mm. Um, you know, he, he he wears his heart on his sleeve. His gimmicks were... He, I like the way, like, even though the dude loved one, he was like, ooh, it was so corny. But he made it work. Cactus Jack, obviously, he had from, like, the early 90s. Um, and obviously, Mankind was what he came into originally. And he had he had this awe about him, and he was just like... You know, he he tortured himself for those years. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, just rocking up the injuries. I mean, like, you imagine, like, you know, the tooth up the nose during King of the Ring 98. Mm. Uh, we lost his ear in Germany in 95. Uh, multiple concussions. Where well, the chair lands on him or any falls through the head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just... No oh. one has, you know, aside from death, no one has sacrificed more for other people's entertainment than Mick Foley. It just seems, you know, okay, so you've got Eddie and Owen and mm. whatever. That's sort of different because he's just like right they, those were kind of all accidental things whereas Mick was like right I'm I'm going to throw myself off this cell because that's what the fans want do you remember that Royal Rumble against The Rock or the I Quit match yeah and he was bleeding it he was like and it was on beyond the mat it was, it was just such in a bad way but he did it he was just like oh but that's what the people want mm. no one else does that because mm. that's what the people want <laughs> you know yeah. so um yeah. I think especially with his earlier matches especially the iconic ones as well um, it really it, no match sticks out more in my mind than a match with Mick Foley mm. just because it's people remember those ones 
it's so engaging. Right. Like in you, in he's he always played like well, apart from when his heel days. I mean, like he was such a likable character. Like even doing the segments with The Rock, like in like the late nineties mm. when he did This Is Your Life. Um, mm. yeah. You know that kind of. It was just <clears throat> he had such a he had so much more to give than just being the guy that took punches. And that's obviously come across with his. You know, obviously he's got the series on the network, uh, Holy Foley. Uh, you know, I mean, like we saw him, uh, met him yeah. uh, when he was playing Reading. So, and mm. such a likable guy. I still am annoyed at the question I asked him, and it was so obvious. I was sitting there, like, I had all these questions in my head. Hey like, man, calm down. Like, you know, kind of. You know, if, if was there a match you regret that kind of thing, and I just go, uh, yeah, I remember seeing a video of you eating cat food. Why did you do that? <laughs> I just remember sitting there going. Why did you say that? I have no idea. It was just, um, yeah, it was just a moment where, um, probably hold TV off. Yeah. Nah, he's a what? E-man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> la- the last question from the, uh, uh, from the group of questions, then we can move on to news. Um, favourite match of all time? Ooh, um, Personally, because it blew my mind. I was with you guys when I saw it, and I think it's going to be. It's. It sounds so obvious, but I mean, I when you were watching that live, you couldn't say this wasn't amazing. Can I guess? Go. Is it Shawn Michaels Undertaker? It sure is. <laughs> it seems yeah. like such an obvious answer, but the fact is that is. You know, I think that was one of the first times where they were kicking out finishes all the time and it was it was really unheard of at that time I mean like people would kick out of maybe two and maybe a third but yeah, they just kept back on and forth, going it? Yeah. and it's expression it's the whole thing of you know I'm the light you're the dark and I think for two guys yeah. that have been around since like the early 90s um, and they were the only two people I think at the time that were there when Raw first started it seemed like such a it seemed like it was like destined to be that match. Yeah. I know it sounds really kind of you know all cheesy. It but. felt like the first match as well, where oh, Undertaker has never beaten Shawn Michaels. He could genuinely lose to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Oh, one hundred percent. And that match stood up as well. It was amazing. Yeah. What about you, John? Yeah, I got a few. I mean, like the the table match at Survivor Series two thousand two. That was good. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, and you always got you got a return. You got um. Uh, uh, D1 returning, returning. Mm. and then uh, but another one like um, the six man Armageddon match where the six oh, men yeah, yeah, six, yeah. six men yeah, yeah. Rikishi yeah. falling Get, off Rashik, Rikishi <laughs> getting, Rikishi getting thrown off the top of the uh, yeah so yeah, onto a car it was mad <laughs> my, my actual favourite match is quite underrated it's a ladder match and I think it's Extreme Rules 2009 and it's I think I Edge versus Jeff Hardy for the World Heavyweight title. And they did some stuff you've never seen before. Like, um, Jeff put the ladder upside down and then threw Edge onto the rungs that Ooh. keep the two, yeah. the ladder separated or whatever. And then the, the kind of the finish was pulling Edge through. So he was stuck between two steps of the ladder. His arm's saying that he couldn't get out. And then Jeff Hardy had got the title unhooked here and just waved it in his face like. Fuck you, Edge! I won the title, and then um, I and then and then CM Punk he turned up, and then 
cashed in and I was so angry yeah. <laughs> I was like you're such you're my favourite wrestler why would you do this it's quite an ironic moment you say like the first thing that got you into it was kind of like CM Punk winning the yeah, title I and then know. to have it like the complete polar opposite and be like why yeah I wonder if that's got anything to do with it I think it's an amazing ladder match a massively underrated ladder match it does it, for some reason people don't talk about it when you talk about great ladder matches but it genuinely is because you don't get many one on one ladder matches these days mm. and they did it in a way where the spots were still amazing and the whole thing is incredibly watchable and it was a great main event mm. yeah cool right I've got some right so I thought we could go through some news and then I'll end uh, with a little quiz so um, <clears throat> oh this was the news that I kind of picked up when I was whipping this together so first of all I've got here so uh, Goldberg is the new cover star for the next WWE game Ooh. and he's the, 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 the downloadable content the reason I've brought this up is last year it was Terminator and then Arnold Schwarzenegger got inducted into the Hall of Fame the year before that it was Sting and then he returned the year before that was Hulk Hogan and then he returned then the year before well, what was that one 2K 2K 13 was the CM Punk one what was the DLC with that I can't remember now was that Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve Austin I don't know if that one had there was any... an Ultimate Warrior one he's as come well. back so ah, there we go Ultimate Warrior and then he got inducted into the Hall of Fame I may have get these timelines wrong so you feel free to interrupt and then there was the WWE 12 Randy Orton with The Rock and then he returned so my question is this game's going to come out in September it's going to be popular you know Christmas time because that's when people buy it and then we're on the road to Wrestlemania is Goldberg going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame is he going to return for one more match I reckon he's what still got some age, age, he's still got some age left in him yeah, I, I have some interesting news because I watched the trailer mm. um, and I kind of caught this out and someone else did so I compared the two um, if you actually look at the end of the trailer mm. when you see Goldberg in the police car um, he's looking he's looking out he kind of turns his head now you can see there's a road sign there and if you actually flip it back and look at it it actually says Suplex City Ah. So, I mean, obviously. But why would they do that? I mean, like, you know, uh, WrestleMania 2000, that was one of the worst matches ever. Maybe they tried to change history. It was 20. Um, like, yeah. um, WrestleMania 20. Yeah, yeah. I know, it wasn't. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was. Because remember Stone Cold Wrestling. No. Um, Stone Cold uh, refereeing and uh, Goldberg and do you know what, it was because both uh, both wrestlers were going out and it was just uh, everyone knew they were they were going like I think Brock was going to NH, uh, uh, do NFL and Goldberg was going a separate way and then you had Stone Cold in there and it was just I don't know it just felt maybe a bit like it's because people talk about that as one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time and hey why don't we rectify that Brock Lesnar is not bad. Mm. And he can carry a lot of people in his match. He's, he's extremely good. Goldberg is probably only... Well, I don't know. Does he do much in the independent scene? When was the last time he wrestled? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really quite if, if he doesn't wrestle, he'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I could put, probably would put money on that, but I don't think anyone would take it. So yeah. <laughs> that's, If he doesn't wrestle on match... He, he could... I reckon the chances are he's just going to turn up and just do a quick segment and then... Get inducted mm. and leave. I know he had yeah. problems with Chris Jericho when he had his run in 2003, and I think that'd be a wasted think... match, though. Like that's too little, too late. Because what you wanted was Goldberg to destroy Chris Jericho when he was being a cocky little heel, mm. and they didn't do that then. There's no point doing it now because Chris Jericho's talent is better used on 
other people, in my opinion. I do understand why the reasoning behind it, though. But in my opinion, that would be... I think if... The only other person I'd get to face someone like Goldberg would be, like, a Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose. Reigns, I mean, the spear versus the spear. A new guy that has main event credibility. That's who I would face in Goldberg if it wasn't Brock Lesnar. Because I could understand. I wouldn't. That wouldn't be my favorite match, but I would understand it. They would never talk about that one, but like because it is widely regarded as one of the worst WrestleMania matches. I think because it had so much. It was kind of like <clears throat> WCW's kind of like it was the big, you mm. know, the undefeated streak. Obviously, is something that is Cla- great. It was more of a clash of egos. For me, yeah, and then when you're Stone Cold involved, I mean, like, a lot of, we, I think it's safe to say we all love Stone Cold. I mean, mm. Stone Cold was just there to drink beer and have fun yeah and I just... watched a moment and it was uh, one. It was their second draft again I, I was watching it and there's some guy a uh, French guy Renny Dupree oh, yeah, and he was yeah. like I would not have my last moment in the Royal Ring being stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin and then Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out in an ATV goes to shake his hand and then he stunners in and drinks four beers at the beginning of a primetime show and it's just like you know that I would want Stone Cold to come back to one Wrestlemania every year and all I want him to do is stun us as some bitches <laughs> and to drink beer and if he did that every year until the day he died I'd be very very happy I would not want him to come back and do another match if he just turns up and stunners people every year it's like Wrestlemania this year with the yeah. whole New Day segment oh, with Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley I, I was, it was just that moment it was... I, I just need the Stone Cold just to stunner everyone I didn't really care I mean I like the other two don't get me wrong but I um, yeah that's what I prefer okay so um, so the New Day um, Dead Rocks um, they've beaten this is interesting Brian Kendrick and Paul London's combined tag team reign so they only did it with one reign but New Day have done it with two but they have held the WWE World Tag Team Championships longer than they have I, I didn't I really did recite oh it doesn't count if you go really far back mm. it's only the modern day tag titles don't really know what that means but basically, they've held that title for a really, really long time now. What do you, uh, two questions. Um, first one, do you, who do you think will beat them for it and when do you think that will be? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I mean, like I say, with NXT coming up, I mean, um, you yeah. know, Enzo Amore. Um, mm. uh, unless New Day turn heel, I don't think Enzo and Cash should beat the New Day for the titles. I want them to have the titles. But it needs to go for a hill first. Well, it's like I, like, I feel really bad because, like, um, Ascension, they mm. did so well in NXT and then they came to the main roster and they flopped. One of them's been suspended, though, for drugs, hasn't he? I mm. can't remember which one. I just thought they, it's just, you know, when you see potential, and I get that, not. Hello? <laughs> plug in a TV show, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's. I, I personally would have the Dudley boys beat the New Day for it in a tables match or something like that because that's what people want to see Yeah, and then have a prolonged tournament and tourney which ends up with them fate and hype it over like four or five months and it ends with Enzo and Cass versus Dudley boys for the titles in a big marquee match at a big pay-per-view mm. and then give the belts to Enzo Why and Cass saying that? Um, Kalisto and Sin Cara I mean when they tagged up in NXT they they just mm. they had like I remember seeing uh, Kalisto in the, that was it was it a ladder match? Yeah I think and then just seeing his end spot um, I was oh, just yeah. blown I was just yeah. there going wow yeah. like that's how you 
that's how you do it. And it was, um, I think they do have a lot of potential. And plus, I can see them. You know, they're very likable. It's just a case of they, they do have a little bit of charisma, but mm. I feel that they've got enough in them to um, make the match exciting, mm. and for them to have a legitimate reign for a while. Yeah, Kalisto like is obviously the Rey Mysterio replacement. I, I just can't... And he's dropped the US title now, so they could go back to the tag team division. I just don't see them being a challenge from New Day. Mm. Because they're so popular. Get the Hardys back. Yeah. You need to do something <laughs> like I don't really know. Um, my other, boys, Hardy boys. My other question is, um, New Day have been defending the tag team titles using the Freebird rule. Mm-hmm. So the other day we saw the title def- successfully defended, and I believe it was between Big E and Xavier Woods. And traditionally it's between Kofi and Big E. So they, they do chop and change as when they need to. Now, that being said, New Day are massively popular at the moment. Hugely over. Could they defend a singles title using the Freebird rule? Right, I'll start with you. Ooh, um, I think that... Ooh, I, I don't think they could. I can see why the. I mean, I think the Freebirds rule essentially is is for specifically tag team. Mm. It's basically for that to have a singles title, it should only be one man. Yeah. And I think you you could, mm. but I think it would ruin the legitimacy of that person. I think if New Day, if one member of New Day got a title, <coughs> I think it should stick with them, that, and then yeah. the other two just completely. Cut the free bird rule and go. Okay, I mean they're still free to do it. I mean I'm not I'm not one to say, but um, you could have a stable, couldn't you? That sort of rule. Yeah. Mm. So so that could be when it get, gets a bit unfair. You remember like right to sense? You remember that? Mm. I imagine if I it was two titles. On oh, the their entrance yeah. music used to give me headaches. Yeah, it gave everyone headaches. So this is why I think. Funny, <laughs> this is what I think should happen. So. Um, I think out of the three of them the most with um, world title legitimacy is Big E because of his size he's got a charisma he's very funny and he's very um, very striking to look at I think it could be Kofi but he's been there long enough and if he's going to get a push it's going to be outside the new day and I see Xavier going forward as, as more of a manager anyway so let's say it's Big E I think he's got his trumpet hasn't he yeah I think what they need to do is they'll bait and switch like they did with Jericho when he first won the title. Mm. Say, for example, it's the brand extension. Uh, Shane is for some reason not there and Stephanie is in the place running it because we're assuming the two GMs are going to be Shane and Stephanie. And Stephanie says, so-and-so, Roman Reigns, you're going to defend your title against the New Day. And it's like, um, between the three of them, they nominate one person and they nominate Big E. And then he wins the title off this would work better if Shane was in the place of Stephanie and it was on Raw actually just thinking about it <laughs> and then Shane uh, sorry yeah so Shane allows that the title goes one thing leads to another there's a cheeky pin and New Day win the world heavyweight title and I think the crowd would love it it would pop it would also be a really good test to see if they could get away with it could be be a world champion material could we get away with the New Day being in the main event picture then you get Stephanie coming out saying, I'm not having my world heavyweight title being defended by a stable. This match is revoked. Give the title back to Roman Reigns. Mm. Roman would need to be a heel for that to work because he could piss and moan and be very angry. Mm. The fans would be upset. They would hate him. And that would be a good way to judge, is this guy world title material? Can we use him like that? Plus, it would be really exciting. But you have to do it on TV. You can't do it on a pay-per-view. That's the thing. It would not work on a pay-per-view, only on TV. Um, 
I was just about to say something else now. I just completely forgot it. Oh, um, the other thing as well with Roman Reigns, like he, um, the one thing I think they should do. This is completely unrelated. But I was thinking about this the other day. Like, so he's they're trying to make him face, and he's got this. I'm not a good guy, bad guy, I'm the guy, right? And I think that people fucking hate him because he's not relatable, and you know this and the other these people don't like him but they're trying to still get him off as a face and I don't think it works mm. what they want to do is make him heal and what I would do I would make him 2007-2008 era Chris Jericho I'd stick Roman Reigns in a suit I'd make him have a top knot because everyone hates top knots have it all bummed up there tie he'll look ridiculous and he'll talk about how amazing he is and how he Deserves to be world You're just champion. Just describing Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but there's there's difference with Dolph. Like he's on with this that, and the other. But anyway, so he would go, <clears throat> walk around in a suit, top knot. He says, "I I deserve this. It doesn't matter if how much I want it. This is what I deserve. I'll do what I need and to. I, yeah, it's in my blood. I'm the champion. And then he whines and moans when he doesn't get his way. And because he's such a big guy, I don't think I. In my mind, that would work really well, but maybe it wouldn't because he is too big. But I think that would be a better direction. And also, change his entrance music and then keep him walking down to the ring. He he, Get rid of the shield stuff because it's it's not... It's, He's the last remnant of the shield. <coughs> Seth Rollins has moved on. Ambrose yeah, and they've done on. better as a result of changing their personas. That that's my personal. Opinion. I feel like they've gone into the whole Cena cliche of sticking with if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It feels it doesn't. It just feels like they're forcing you like just like him because you don't have a choice. And people are like, no, we know what we like. We oh, the thing is that he there would have been so easy to get people to like him, but because you made it so obvious you were pushing him, it ruined him. You may, they think they were trying to make. The fans seem like, you know, they kind of... I think it's there was a great speech by Vince in 97 when um, they turned to the Attitude Era and it's like... And he said that we, you know, we believe that we don't want... You know, we don't want to have your intelligence be insulted. And I'm said they go, you're clearly insulting my ten- intelligence because I saw, you know, I saw Roman being pushed a mile off. Um, mm, everyone did. Why, you know, in terms of... I understand they had problems with their writers... They mm. just, I don't know, like, no one knows what they're doing. I think in the last year or two, I think we've all had that in the mind that, like, we've gone, I could write a better story than that. I yeah. mean, you just you just said here a perfect example of a good, legitimate story that could work. And if Roman wins, he's still going to get booed. Mm. But at least it's kind of like, okay, so who's going to be the next, it's kind of like, so who's the next guy who's going to try and take him down? Yeah. Rather than having it as... Our oh, Reigns is one again. Oh, the, the, the other thing, the need to turn Reigns heel sooner rather than later. It, it depends on how long you want him to keep the title for. But <clears throat> I like when the part timers turn up for WrestleMania and put on good matches. However, I don't think it should be the main event because it makes it feel like these guys are special. You only see them once a year. Turn up for Royal Rumble Go, and if you don't want, if you only want to see them, you only turn up three months a year. And I think that's a really bad message to keep their revenue going consistent. Mm. You have a main event in WrestleMania main event in Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns for the WWE title triple threat match. Seth is a heel, Roman is a heel, Dean Ambrose is a face, and Dean finally wins the title. That is exactly what you want from a WWE main event. Fans are going to be happy. Because Dean finally wins. He can't win it up until that point. 
Mm. He has to stay there. He's been chasing the title and he's fell short every time. Flip the title between Seth and Roman at will whenever you like. That's fine because Seth needs another run. So maybe he goes in as champion. But Roman's bitter. He wants it back. Maybe Dean wins the Royal Rumble because he came so close this year. And that's how he gets interjected into that match. Have him go... They do last resorts, mind <clears throat> games. Yeah. Literally steal the belt. Like, just ruin... Like, do something yeah. like, you know... Something quirky, something fresh. But it could be something that's been used before. Yeah. I mean, like, trust me, just because someone uses it once doesn't mm. mean you can't use it again. And then and Yusina, Randy Orton... Uh, those stars they have marquee matches obviously just not in the main event then you get your back your Brock Lesnar's Undertaker the people that turn up for one match a year but you leave them out the main event you put those three on because they're your future you invest a main event because that will give you a main event that people will talk about and people will want to see because we haven't seen the triple threat between two of them we've seen a fatal four wave of Randy Orton but we haven't seen the triple threat and that's what that needs to be and it shouldn't be in my opinion it shouldn't be anything less than a Wrestlemania main event because you've been building it for like two three years now it would inevitably happen and it has to happen at a Wrestlemania and also it means that you can bring back Brock you can bring back you know you could ask Kurt Angle if he wants to do one last match you bring back Goldberg and they don't have to interfere with your day to day product and you keep the title day to day product and you build rivalries around those other stars Mm. That's why I think it's important. I was really surprised um, <clears throat> that Triple H put himself back in the title picture. I think it was a way to try and get Roman over, but it just didn't work. And also, they wanted, like, oh, Roman's going to win the main event. It's got to be a good match. Rather than risk it for someone, Triple H was like, look, I know I could put on a good match. And he can. And he did. Yeah. To an extent. It wasn't his fault. It was just that there were so many other better matches on that day. That's the thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it was. It just. It kind of flipped a bit. I think. I think it could have worked a little better than like because I believe was they, when they're using the authority angle again with Roman Reigns. Um, I I don't sort of I guess. I just I I was just thinking you've already used that. Yeah. And mm. they, like luckily they're addressing it now with this whole draft situation. Yeah. It's going to be and I prefer the draft. When I first started watching, I loved the draft. Mm. I have a feeling was, they're going to bring back something like to do with the shield with. Seth Rollins so like something along these lines mm. maybe not the Shield specifically but now that Seth's come back they're going to yeah. use some sort of storyline there's, there's, there's more focus I feel with the, with, and it means that you can still have these crossover matches like main event could be used for the crossover matches so you could have a Raw versus a Smackdown superstar mm. that could work they have so many ideas that I, they could I do I think just... that that might not happen I think it's a good idea but because the amount of injuries they had up to WrestleMania, I think a lot of the brand split is down to the fact that, that everyone will wrestle one less match a week. And that means less people are likely to get hurt mm. if you're wrestling one less match. Or in fact, even if they keep house shows exclusive, then there might be two or three less oh, matches still a like week. The brand, you know, the brand war again. That was yeah, cool. that's what they want. They need to bring out, if they do this, they need to bring out bragging rights because that was a good pay-per-view mm. and it was a lot of fun as well. Mm. Um, it's right. kind of us v them. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go through the last bits of news quickly because I want to get onto the quiz. Um, so apparently Bray Wyatt is looking to return soon. Like he's starting to, but they don't know if even <clears> if he can travel much. But he was all over the payback posters, so it's a shame that he hasn't. You know, he's been injured for this long, uh, even mm. if it's only a few months. But obviously, he was on the verge of being getting a big push. I always imagine like he could win Money in the Bank and he should carry around like a, a suitcase made, a briefcase made of wood. Or something like that, or brown mm. leather, or something. That's something that looks really rustic. 
Mm. I think that'd be really But you fun. can just imagine that. Imagine all the title made out of like sticks and wood and stuff like that. <laughs> imagine that cash in moment. Yeah. Suddenly the match is over and suddenly you get the, the you get lights the, go out. Doom comes in, cashes in straight away, yeah. like unexpected. Like you know when that mo if, if he does win it and that moment happens, you'll be stood there what? going, yeah. Oh, the it's lights will come in and he'll just be it's in the ring with his briefcase. Yeah. What they feel like when that happens, when the lights turn up and then yeah. everyone's cheering for you. Like that must, yeah, be, like must a, be amazing. Absolutely amazing experience. Um, and the other bit of news I had is um, Cody Rhodes has left WWE as I'm assuming you guys heard this presumably yeah. Whatever, isn't it? yeah he's left because he was he wanted to go back to Cody Rhodes and they wouldn't let him his first booked match outside of WWE is against Kurt Angle wow um, that is they could have booked that for Wrestlemania and it says some random indie show in mm. like the northeast of America or somewhere like that um, that's crazy isn't it, it that, that's amazing like I don't if Why I hasn't opportunity... Kurt come back to WWE? Or... Um, well, I think, from what I gather, is that he tried to negotiate a deal before he re-signed with TNA last time, but they were like, oh, we want you back full-time. And he's like, no, I want to be part-time because Batista came back and he was part-time. Brock Lesnar came back and he was part-time. And I'm of that age. I don't want to work full-time. Mm. And they were like, no, you're not a draw. Like that. that that's what I gather from the well, situation. Was, was, yeah, I think it's really because well. he worked he was a day-to-day star at the time mm. no he was a main eventer don't get me wrong I think he's brilliant but I think that they see him as like oh you're, you're not like a physical specimen like those two mm. and you're, you're spectacular because you, when he was finished he was just not run of the mill but he was there every day and which is you know to an extent damage his value it's a bit silly really but I think he should come back for one more run mm, definitely <clears throat> surprise entrant for the Royal Rumble yeah yeah that, even that would be good to be fair That'd be great. Right, so I'm going to finish. I'm calling this the uh, two-man elimination quiz, and if we ever get more people on, it can be three, four, five, six, seven, eight man. But I wouldn't imagine having eight people on here. So <laughs> what I'm going to do, I'm, uh, I'll give you a question, and there are multiple available answers. Okay. And we're going to go back and forth, and you have to give me an answer until one of you can't answer or gets it wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably me. Well, I don't I know. You two, you two are probably the most, most knowledgeable WWE fans that I know and um, yeah so you have to give me an answer if I think you take it too long I'll, I'll, I'll say you lose so um, <laughs> so this is the first official two man elimination quiz I hope they're not too complicated uh, no they're not so um, CM Punk opponents at pay-per-views mm-hmm. during his 434 day reign as WWE champion um, it doesn't you're not limited to singles matches so if there's a triple threat then both opponents would be involved so anyone he faced while defending his WWE title let me grab a pen so I can mark it off so we don't get any defending yeah so he won the title at Survivor Series 2011 he dropped the title at Royal Rumble 2013 all the pay-per-views up until there, the ones where he defended his title. Okay. Oh, the Jesus. opponents he's faced, okay? All right. Ryan, I'm going to start with you and you'll start the next one, John. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, first one I'm going to go... Actually, I'm going to go with the risque answer. Okay. So I'm going to say... Dolph Ziggler? Yeah. Edge. Edge. No. He retired. No. Oh, John, you're <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for another go. Right, right I'll yeah, give yeah. you another go because I will not have this. Same in the new one. Right. Cena. Yes. Uh, ooh, um, Chris Jericho. Yes. John. 
Uh, Ryback. Yep. Um, <laughs> just trying to think who else. Um, uh, oh, damn. Damn, damn, damn. Put yourself in trouble there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, po- opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go escape. Uh, the Rock. Yep. Oh. <laughs> We're running out. There's only 12 possible answers. We've done one, two, three, four, five. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, I'm struggling as well, and I'm not even answering. Um, Undertaker? No. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give that one to Ryan then. Ryan wins. Woo! Do you want to know them all? I've got them all listed yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. So he beat Alberto Del Rio for the title at Survivor Series. TLC, Triple Threat, Alberto Del Rio and The Miz. Royal Rumble 2012, Dolph Ziggler. And this is an interesting one. The next pay-per-view was Elimination Chamber. So there was Miz, Jericho, Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler and R-Truth. Oh, all whoa. in that match. Then you had Jericho at WrestleMania 28 and Extreme Rules. Daniel Bryan at Over the Limit. Then Daniel <sighs> Bryan and Kane at No Way Out. Daniel Bryan at Money in the Bank. John Cena and Big Show at SummerSlam. John Cena at Night and Champions. Ryback at Hell in a Cell. John Cena and Ryback. And then The Rock. They were Damn. all the possible answers. I would never have answered our truth as my 12 answers. That's, that's what I thought was interesting. I'm like, oh, throwing in another five. You know, you, didn't, you don't remember Kofi Kingston fighting for the WWE title. Mm. But you technically, did, yeah, you did he did. Any, any match, didn't you? Yeah. So, I like that. I, yeah. We've got another one, don't you worry. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, Bye, Ethan. Uh, what we'll do, we'll. Um, where where are you guys on social media? Where can, if people want to get in touch, where do they where do they find you? You don't have Twitter, do you, Ryan? Yeah. No, I don't. Unfortunately, yeah, just Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think uh, mine's yeah. just uh, Razdaz, um, but I'm sure R A Z D A Z Z Z. Yeah, three Z's, Z's at the yeah. end. Okay. You can find me on Reprieve yeah. Clothing. Reprieve Clothing. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is sponsored by Reprieve. Yeah, <laughs> you can yeah, buy your stuff every, there. Clothing. Everything's sponsored by Reprieve. 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 Was it Reprieve Clothing? What, what, oh, Facebook, just Google Facebook, Facebook, Repre- Facebook.com forward slash reprieve, R-E-P-R-I-E-V-E. Very good. And I'm at Real Big Martin on Twitter. There we go. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Say bye, everyone. Bye. bye. bye.